Man, if you thought the Democrats were experts at exaggerating the truth and twisting what's uh, happening in reality for the purposes of political propaganda, well, you were right. But apparently, Republicans are just as good at it, too. Hey, uh, what's up? This is Mark Kate, uh, Saves the Republic. Thanks so much for joining me today. So this, this whole House speakership thing has really got people twisted. I mean, they're really up in arms about this whole thing. We are going into, let's see, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. It'll be day four of no Speaker of the House. Day four of, of uh, ballot after ballot after ballot trying to get somebody. I guess Kevin McCarthy being the front runner on the Republican side. Hakeem Jeffries being the only one that gets... Uh, anywhere close to the number of votes needed on the Democrat side to be Speaker of the House of Representatives. So, you know, we can get this thing going. We can get this show on the road. We can start investigating people. We can start, we can start, you know, pulling people into committee. We can start, start sending out those subpoenas. We can do all the stuff that we promised people we would do when they went to vote for us. We haven't been able to do yet because, well, we don't have a speaker. And the interesting thing is that Republicans, instead of coming together and working together and figuring out what needs to be done, Instead of saying, look, if you don't like Kevin McCarthy, who do you like? Who can we all agree on? Jim Jordan? All right, let's get that guy super drunk and convince him that he's got to take the job instead of just sitting ahead uh, at the top of the Judiciary Committee. If, what about this Kevin Hearn guy from Oklahoma? He seems to be pretty good. Everybody seems to like that guy. Can we talk about him? Is it really true that in the 222 people, I mean, there's, that's a lot of people. Think about that. Think about like 12 people in a room. You know, let's say you're at work or let's say you're at school or let's say, I don't know what you're doing, uh, but whatever you're doing, you've got to, you've got to come up with a presentation and they say, all right, we need a leader for this project. And there's 12 people in the room. Surely there's at least two or three that could do it. Uh, but you've got 222 here. You're telling me there's only one person that 90% of the caucus believes can and should lead them. I mean, these are all elected officials. These are all policy. These are all adults. These are all people who ran for office and many of them worked for corporations or led corporations or were entrepreneurs themselves. I mean, they're not idiots. Well, not all of them, <laughs> but anyway, uh, anyway, but there's, but there's a lot of, there's a lot of angst and anger. And I have to tell you a little bit of, a little bit of, uh, gosh, I guess I, I would just say exaggeration, dangerous exaggeration on the part of Republicans. And we're going to get to that here in just a minute. First, I would like to say thank you, by the way, to everyone who's subscribing to this podcast, uh, because the way podcasts work is the more people subscribe to this podcast, the more the podcast people, meaning Apple and Spotify and everyone else go, wow, people seem to like this thing. We should maybe promote it more. And the more that they promote the podcast, the more people listen to it, the more people that listen to it, the more we can brainwash or convince rather that conservatism is the way for the, of the future and the way to save the United States of America. And that all these liberals are lunatics and yada, yada, yada. So by simply just subscribing to this podcast, you're not only making it easier for you to hear what we do every single day, you're not only getting it easy, uh, making it easier for you to get this content delivered to you because as a subscriber, your podcast platform will put it right up. Every time a new one's published, they're going to let you know about it first. They're going to be like, hey, that Mark K. Saves the Republic show that you like to listen to, that you subscribe to, here's a brand new episode. You're welcome. And that's how it's going to work. Um, so if you have subscribed, awesome, Blossom, thanks so much. If you haven't, please do so. Just take a second. There's like a little button on your phone or your computer. It says subscribe or follow or I don't even know what. I mean, those are or some other variation of those two words and just tap that quickly. Uh, because again, the more people we get to subscribe to this thing, um, the better it is for everybody, you, me, and the United States of America. And again, I know that's a bold statement, but Hey, 
conservatives are into bold statements. Like, for example, Don Bacon from Nebraska. Don Bacon was on uh, The Lead, which is CNN's show with uh, Jake Tapper. And he was angry, like angry, angry about Republicans refusing to support Republican leader Kevin McCarthy. These are the 20 Republicans, Matt Gates, Lauren Boebert, Chip Roy, Dan Bishop, you know, all these others. And you know who they are uh, for the last four days. They've been voting for anyone other than Kevin McCarthy. And I mean, anyone they've been voting for Jim Jordan. They voted for uh, Byron uh, Donalds. They voted for gosh, yesterday it was Donald Trump. Kevin Hearn's name got thrown into the mix. I mean, it was all over the board. Uh, a ton of different people getting a ton of different votes from all of these people. Andy Biggs, who's one of the 20, also received some votes on the first day. But Don Bacon from Nebraska, and he's a Republican, is all upset, man. He's over it. And uh, Jake Tapper asked him about, about Representative uh, Denver Riggleman, I think is his name. Yeah, Denver Riggleman said, quote, he worked in counterterrorism. And you can't negotiate with terrorists. Bacon said, I feel that same way. We are talking, uh, we were talking about that today. Hostage takers at least have a goal and they have demands. We met those demands and still they can't get to yes. They refuse to get to yes. They've been offered everything but one demand that we've not gone to. So this is more like terrorism. And you're right. Okay. So Republicans are now calling other Republicans terrorists. And they are, they are comparing what's happening, this system of choosing, this political process of choosing uh, the Speaker of the House of Representatives, the second in line, by the way, to the presidency, to terrorism. These people are taking hostages. They're taking the country hostage. They're taking the House of Representatives hostage. They're taking our government hostage. Now, I grew up in the 80s, and I know all about terrorism. I know all about hostages. I never was one. But I learned about it. We were like, literally, when you talk about terrorism, when you're throwing around words like terrorism, you have to understand that to a lot of people, terrorism was terrifying. I mean, that's the whole root word, terrorism. Terrorists would, they wouldn't just hold up a proceeding or they wouldn't just argue that they didn't like your candidate. That's not terrorism. That's called politics. If you don't like it, get the hell out. What terrorists would do is get on a plane, hijack it, shoot one person in the head and dump them on the tarmac so that everybody else on the plane was terrified and fell in line. Terrorists would fly airplanes filled with uh, citizens into buildings filled with more citizens so that everybody in the entire world was afraid to fly or go to work in a high rise or travel to a major city. I mean, these are the things, look at what happened with the terrorists on 9-11. We still to this day have to take off our shoes and take our baggies out and we can't travel with more than an ounces ounce worth of liquid or you can't take water or you know all this stuff they have to make the, the shoe bomber one guy bends down to light explosives that he has in his kids and all of a sudden we've got to take our shoes off every single time we get on a plane well unless you're 75 years of age or older which is maybe why a lot of these people in congress and the senate don't worry about it because a lot of them are well over the age of 75 and they don't have to they don't have to take off their shoes. But terrorism is a big word. And it, it is nowhere near. It is nowhere near uh, what's happening here in the House of Representatives. What is happening here in the House of Representatives is the one demand that a lot of these people have, which is not Kevin McCarthy, is being ignored by these so-called what negotiators. They, they're in fact, Matt Gates and and Lauren Boebert and a couple of the other ones who've said, I will never vote for Kevin McCarthy 
I don't care what rules you change. I don't care how easy it you make you make it to vacate the speakership. I don't care what kind of you know a committee chair. In fact, I don't believe Matt Gates and Lauren Boebert have asked for any committee chairs. They're not asking for gavels. They're asking that Kevin McCarthy not get the gavel. Give us somebody else. They've said anybody else, somebody who's not part of the Washington establishment. That's the one thing that Kevin McCarthy is not willing to give. That's the one thing that these ninety people who support these uh, two hundred and whatever is one people that support Kevin McCarthy, the 90%, that's something that they're not willing to give. And you might flip it around the other way and say, look, you need to get to the, you need 218 votes. If Kevin McCarthy can't get 218 votes and he keeps going in there and pretending like he knows he can get the votes, who's really holding whom hostage? 222 Republicans. And you're telling me Kevin McCarthy is the only choice? 222 Republicans, and there's not one other guy that these 20 people can agree with or girl. There's not one other person who could stand up and say, look, fine, I'll do it. And Kevin McCarthy, who supposedly loves America more than he loves his own career, Kevin McCarthy, who loves this country and is is so eager to get back to the work of the people, Kevin McCarthy, who is supposedly the guy who is is eager to serve, only wants to serve as Speaker of the House. He is not content to just be a representative from California, chair a committee, work on committees, do the work of the people, represent the people that sent him there. No, this guy has delusions of grandeur. He's got bigger fish to fry. He wants his name forever written in stone. And he is, I'm in, I'm going to be honest with you, in my humble opinion, a little more egomaniacal than any of the other 20. I mean, keep in mind. You know, Matt Gates, Lauren Boebert, Chip Roy, they're not up there saying I should be speaker. They're not saying make me speaker. They're saying anyone other than this guy. That to me, I'm going to be honest with you, does not seem like too harsh of a demand. And it definitely does not seem like a terrorist uh, activity. Anyway, look, it, it appears that the Republican Party is basically doomed. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I mean, I don't want to be negative. I know it's Friday. I know everyone's excited about the, the, the weekend. I know there's some big football games here in Jacksonville, of course, around the country. But if you look at what's happening here, if you look at how the Republicans, the 20 Republicans who, okay, well, okay, there's good and bad news. There's good and bad. Let me get the, I'll give you the bad news first. The bad news is the party's doomed. We've got We've got all these Republicans who don't seem to be able to get their stuff together. We've got all these Republicans who are acting like Democrats. We've got all these Republicans who believe they're entitled to whatever it is they believe they're entitled to. And we've got all these Republicans who refuse to uh, focus on alternatives or look for alternatives or, I mean, let's be honest, who negotiate. Kevin McCarthy, he has the power to say, I'll give you whatever you want. Just give me your vote. And he's not doing that either. So it's not just one side of the aisle that's holding steadfast. It's two. But, uh, but we've got a lot of work to do. You know, I wrote the Republican Revolution resolutions for 2023, which BT dubs, sorry, Keith, we sent out a ton of these uh, yesterday. Just, just like stacks and stacks of these went out yesterday um, alone. So if you haven't yet grabbed yours, Republican2023.com is where you can go. Republican2023.com. And you can read through. There's 10 resolutions that the Republican Party needs to make, not just at the party level, not just these these people that are duking it out in Congress, but the leaders of the party in the RNC, the leaders of the party on the state and local level, voters, you, me, you know, people that, that tweet, people that are on, on the radio and TV, every one of us, uh, we all need to come together as conservatives, follow these resolutions, and hopefully set ourselves up for massive victory in 2024. The bad news is, like I said, we're not there yet. The good news is, it seems like conservatism 
is a lot stronger than it ever has been. This has never happened before. At least it hasn't happened in since 1860 that we've had this many ballots for a Speaker of the House. More than 11 ballots have failed so far. We're going to go into a 12th one today at noon. So conservatism is alive and well, and there is a handful of conservatives who are willing to fight and die politically, and maybe, I don't know, maybe even actually physically, for conservatism in the United States of America. They're willing to protect your rights. They're willing to protect your freedoms. And if you think what this Speaker of the House battle really is, uh, what this shows us is that this is not going to be easy for Washington and the swamp. They may eventually win. They may get Kevin McCarthy in the speakership. They may get him up there uh, with the gavel and the podium. He may be sitting behind Joe Biden when he gives his next State of the Union address. All of that may happen. But Kevin McCarthy will be one of the weakest leaders in history. And the Freedom Caucus or this, this conservative caucus of 20, 44 people, however many you think it is, they are going to have so much power because they'll be able to tell everybody, look, we don't like your legislation. We're not going to vote for it. And we have enough votes, it seems, to gum up the works. We have enough votes to, to really, you know, stop any and all legislation that we don't approve with, of. This is them flexing their muscle and saying, we're really a, a force to be reckoned with. We represent a large portion of the party and the country. And you've got to listen to us. And you can't just, you can't just steamroll us because you've made other plans because you have made promises to other people because you have already sold the speakerships and the chairmanships on the committees and you've sold your soul to this special interest group. No, we are here. We're representing the people. We're representing America. And uh, you don't have the power. You don't have the power to do it. I said this a couple of weeks ago, and I'm going to be honest with you. I don't hate the small majority in the house because the small majority in the house gives this small minority way more power than they would have had if we had 20 more seats uh, on the conservative side of the aisle. And I think what we're seeing here is the beginning of two years of, of hyper conservative um, decisions and, 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 and uh, you know, legislation and, and stuff basically coming out of what has been a very liberal house of representatives. All right. So listen, subscribe right now to this podcast. Let's get the, let's get the word out there. Let's make sure that you're getting the information every single day. And let's make sure that we're promoting this to all the people that still think that what we say is crazy and what they believe is good for the country. When, well, we have proof that it isn't also Republican 2023.com. If you want the Republican revolution resolutions and don't forget the Mark K show noon today, they're going to be kicking out. They're going to be they're going to be bringing uh, Congress back into session. They're going to be nominating people and voting again. We're going to see if any deals were made. We're going to see if anybody at all got any headway into this whole process that has taken four days, which in the grand scheme of things is not a lot, but has been historic. That's the other thing you have to realize. We're, we're witnessing history. We're witnessing history right here, and we're doing it all together. And if if something that hasn't happened in, gosh, what, since 1860, like 100 and, let me do the math. 160 years. Is that right? 140. Yeah, I'm good. Bad. About yeah. Like that, like in a long, long time uh, is happening now. Then that means that it's not status quo in Washington, DC and not status quo in Washington, DC is a great way for us to save the Republic.